Welcome to Rivers in the Desert International, a revival ministry dedicated to bringing the living waters of God's love to a hurting and dying world. It is our desire as you listen to the following message that the Holy Spirit will fill you afresh and that you would be ignited into a fervency for Jesus. This is the day to be filled with the knowledge of His glory as the waters cover the sea. God is doing something new on planet Earth today, and you and I have the great privilege to be a part of it. We love you. Be blessed. Shalom, friends. This is Scott Holtz with Rivers in the Desert. We greet you, Mega and Rav Shalom, from the land of Israel, the land of promise. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 40 says, Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak kindly to Jerusalem. Call out to her that her warfare has ended, that her iniquity has been removed, that she has received the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice is calling, Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make smooth in the desert. A highway for our God. Let every valley be lifted up. Every mountain and hill be made low. And let the rough ground become a plain. The rugged terrain, a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed. Hallelujah. So we are here because the glory of God wants to be revealed in the final place on planet earth, which is the nation of Israel, Jerusalem. The final frontier, glory to God, of what he does before the new heaven and new earth is created. And we're here preparing the way of the Lord. Glory to God. I know many of you listening are drafting with us. I love this scripture. Comfort ye, or comfort ye, my people, says your God. Speak to the heart. Speak kindly to Jerusalem. Call out to her that her warfare is ended and her iniquity has been removed. So the way we can bring comfort to Israel in this hour is declare their iniquity has been removed for the shed blood of the Messiah Jesus. Hallelujah. And second, that her warfare is ended. And if you talk to Israelis today, they think you're crazy if you tell them their warfare is ended, especially what happened the last 36 hours here in Israel. Let me give you an update. Let me give you some behind-the-scenes information, which you do not know if you uh, are not here and, and, and in the situations, the relationships, connections that we have here, and uh, try to uh, bring all this into the big picture, how you as spirit-filled warriors of the new covenant can bring blessings, peace, prosperity, hallelujah, and victory against the forces of darkness attacking this nation, the nation of Israel. Well, uh, let me first of all explain to you that as many of you have read already, uh, there was a flotilla that was launched from Turkey uh, of some ships that were full of Hamas supporters uh, supposedly carrying humanitarian supplies to try to break the naval blockade of the Israeli Navy on the port of Gaza. First of all, I don't want to go into all the details because you can get this information from other news sources. I want to get into the spiritual temperature of what's happening here so you guys can go to prayer, hallelujah, and support what's going on. First of all, if you'd like to get a broad range of opinion, what's happening uh, first of all, you can go to JerusalemPost.com, which is very, very right. Um, it's like the Fox News of Israel, JerusalemPost.com, and you can read the articles there. I highly recommend that you read uh, one of the editorials that she writes weekly. Her name is uh, Caroline Glick, and she wrote one uh, just today called Our World, Ending Israel's Losing Streak. She really seems to have her head screwed on right. <laughs> and uh, she's a, a bright young lady 
that really seems to understand and have her pulse on what's really happening, cutting through all the rhetoric. Um, the second, way, 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 way to the far left, is an, called Haaretz, H-A-A-R-E-T-Z.com. And you can kind of get a feel as you read the commentaries there and see the news that these people want to give away Judea and Samaria. This is the very, very liberal crowd. These are the people that want to, that continually criticizing the nation of Israel, criticizing the military, uh, criticizing um, the lack of peace with the Palestinians and the naval blockade and blah, 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 blah. And you can kind of understand their blindness, okay, um, that's been induced upon them. And then you have, which I recommend to all the readers to read, is the Debka file, D-E-B-K-A dot com, which is a uh, political analysis, espionage, terrorism, security site that I've been reading for whew, over six or seven years now. Very accurate in what they portray, and it's very interesting. Uh, they have a great article today about why was the Israeli raider force unprepared for violent resistance, okay, by the so-called peace activists. The next thing you need to do is watch at least three videos, okay. I know it's going to turn your stomach. I know it's going to make some people uh, upset to see it, but you need to see, first of all, uh, the video that was shot by the Turkish protesters on the ship, okay, and it shows a live footage, it's in color, of the Turks um, actually knives and, and homemade weapons, especially bats and clubs and iron bars, beating senseless Israeli special forces. Now the special forces unit I'm going to talk about, which I have several friends that are part of, is called in Hebrew Shlosh Yisrei, number 13. It's actually a uh, the Israeli's version of the Navy SEALs, okay? So if I say Unit 13 or Shalosh Yisrael or Navy SEALs, you know what I'm talking about. They are Israel's version of the Navy SEALs, very high, prestigious, very hard to get into this unit, has quite a lineage and history behind it, uh, successful raids, successful operations, and really a great unit. All the young men I've met that have served in this unit or continue to serve in it are just what we call uh, uh, malacha arats, the salt of the earth. They're just really special people, and they're risking their lives for the defense of this nation. Okay, so they're the ones that were sent in to commandeer these ships to stop them from trying to go through the blockade. Now, why is there a blockade? Well, first of all, Israel has a naval blockade because we've learned through experience over the years that the ships that come into Gaza are not bringing humanitarian aid only. They're bringing missiles. They're bringing weapons to destroy us, to kill innocent civilians. And so we have a blockade there. Hamas refuses to stop their military arming. Hamas continues to have their charter, the destruction of the state of Israel, continues to send Qassams. You may not see it in the news there. You'll see it in the news here. They just sent a Qassam last night that hit uh, not far from the Ashkelon Regional Council. The Air Force is on very, very high alert right now. Um, and you say, well, what's going on behind all this scene? Well, behind all the scene is Iran. Iran is trying to destabilize this area, destabilize the north um, to get Israel fighting three-front conflicts so they can continue to do their nuclear enrichment. And it did hit the news today that Iran uh, has enough... Uh, uh, weapons-grade material for two uh, nuclear missiles, okay, or two nuclear bombs. 
So I know it's a lot of bad news coming out, but I, folks, you need to hear what's happening on the ground here. So basically, um, we were told uh, over a week ago that this flotilla was coming, okay, in a disguise, a perfect disguise. Now, the Arab enemies, the Muslim enemies of Israel, know that they cannot defeat Israel's mighty military machine. So they're going to defeat it through a, a political process, and they're going to defeat it through humanitarian aid, and they want to get as many casualties, uh, as many uh, violent reactions from Israel, and they're going to use that as a propaganda and PR tool. And by the way, they are winning the propaganda war against Israel right now, unfortunately. Okay, so I'm going to give you, you can read those things. You can watch these three videos. Again, the video on the ship shot by the Turkish um, humanitarian violence people. Second, uh, there was an a army released one of a helicopter. It's with a night vision. It's black and white of it hovering over the top of the ship. And you will see what these protesters do to these soldiers that come down, okay, off the helicopter. And then there's a third video that was released last night of a horizontal view showing the protesters attacking uh, from ground level, so to speak, um, and throwing soldiers off the deck. Um, it just, it's horrible, okay? And it has appalled the Israeli society. And Israel is appalled. Israel is upset, okay? And you say, why? Well, let, let's just back up. And I knew something was going on yesterday morning, uh, up bright and early in the Shachar blackness, and went to the gym to get on the, on the bicycle trainer. And I was in the gym saying hi to some of the friends I know, the Special Forces guys I know. And I noticed that several of them were just antsy, upset, you know, talking on their cell phone, there was a lot of, they just were not acting themselves. So I, whenever I see that, that tension, I know something's going on uh, militarily, something's going on in their job description they cannot fully disclose, but they are very frustrated. And uh, there was just this eerie anger, simmering anger going on in the gym as all these men were uh, upset what was happening, Okay. And so I didn't really know what was going on. I was just concentrating on the workout. And I came back home, and sure enough, I turned on my iPhone, and I see the news, okay? And then the video started coming. And the first video I saw was of these Israeli Special Forces, Navy SEALs, Unit 13, shimmering down from the helicopter on a rope, landing on the deck of the ship. And immediately as they land on the deck of the ship, uh, three or four protesters beating them with knives and clubs it's crazy i'm like and i'm a parent we have a son in the special forces he's training for missions like this uh not in the navy seals but on the land in a special unit and i would say our first thing i said is what are they doing and you see the soldiers trying to defend themselves and the first thing i noticed after that was the weapons the soldiers were carrying there there were rifles automatic weapons i had never seen before and then I realized later that they were paintball guns, okay? Uh, so here they're, they're shimmering down a rope into a place where there's violent protesters coming down one by one. And each time they come down the rope, three or four of them mob on them, separate them, and start beating them up. And then I see the soldiers trying to escape the mob and starting to use some type of Krav Maga, which is uh, these soldiers, these special units are trained in Krav Maga. It's a, it's a type of... Uh, self-defense that is Israelis teach here 
And right away I said to myself, mission failure. Because when you have special forces having to resort to Krav Maga, okay, you know right away that this is survival and the mission is a total failure. Uh, let me just read a couple articles here and let you understand what's happening here in Israel and why this is key to Israel's survival, why we as believers need to react right now. It says here, why was the Israeli raider force of the Shlosis Ray, the Navy SEALs, unprepared for violent resistance? Understand, the Shlosis Ray is a combat unit, okay? They are the cream of the crop. And for us to see our cream of the crop soldiers getting uh, the tar beat out of them on a deck, okay, before any shots were fired, it just stunned the nation, okay? <laughs> I was with this morning running on the track with some of these uh, special forces, and they were, t they were stunned. They were angry, and I'm going to explain why there's this anger. It says here, more questions and answers came from the IDF video shots of the violent reception for Israeli naval commandos when they raided the Turkish ship early Monday morning to prevent pro-Palestinian flotilla from reaching the Gaza port breaking the Israeli blockade on the Hamas-ruled territory. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu canceled his trip to the United States and is flying straight home from Canada, which he's here now. We'll have a press conference this, uh, this afternoon, 4 o'clock Jerusalem time. Okay, We'll have to fill in the gaps left by his official spokesman. Finally, released 12 hours after the event, the IDF shots failed to explain the big mystery of how soldiers armed with paintballs and pistols managed to kill nine pro-Palestinian activists and injure at least 34 aboard the Turkish Mamoraya ship. Together with six injured soldiers, two in critical condition, the wounded activists also being treated in Israeli hospitals. Israeli Chief of Staff Gabi Ashkenazi and the Naval Commander Eliezer Morum reported that a fierce clash developed aboard the ship as the soldiers dropped on deck from helicopters and were mobbed by passengers. The activists fired pistols, but it's not clear if the guns were in the peace activists' luggage or snatched from the soldiers. Neither is it clear how civilian protesters were able to disarm elite fighters of the Navy Flotilla 13. The soldiers performed their mission of preventing the flotilla from docking in Gaza port and opening the door to large-scale weapons deliveries, but at what cost? Surely the operations planners must have taken into account that 600 mixed nationals aboard the Turkish vessel, the hardcore of international Palestinian, Palestinians against Israel, would not receive the soldiers with the flowers and white flags any more than demonstrators okay, in different parts of Judea and Samaria hand out uh, flowers to border police breaking up their riots week after week. The sense is the border police would have been much better qualified to handle themselves against the arsenal the activists used on the Turkish vessel and used against the Navy men. Firebombs, stun grenades, broken glass, slingshots, iron bars, axes, knives, with far less risk of life. So what's being said here in this article is that why bring combat troops? This is not their job. This is not their job to board a ship and to take on rioters, okay, with low-grade weapons, okay, low-grade lethal weapons. They are a combat unit. Why not bring in uh, Yamim or a, the elite police security force who are weakly trained on how to take on protesters? What? You see, folks, 
This is, this is why Israelis are so upset. They see this as one of the biggest blunders, one of the most stupid things that have happened in recent memory. Okay? And again, it brings not just the wrath of the United Nations, the wrath of other nations against us. It brings a, a um, torpedo to our deterrence. Okay? Our enemies are deterred from attacking us because they know we have a military might. But the more they see us have a fiasco in Lebanon, a fiasco in Gaza, the fiasco in the open seas two days ago, okay? The fiasco and the, and the withdrawal, the tuck, and, tuck your tail and run, okay? Retreat out of Lebanon. What has happened, and also the disengagement from Gaza several years back, what has happened when our enemies see us um, without this strong deterrent, they rush in, and you see these many Islamic states being uh, birthed. You see the creation of terrorism like we've never seen before when we do not have a strong military front. That's why we must support the military here. Moving right along, it says here that the naval commanders underestimated the number of troops needed to commandeer the Turkish ship, control the wheelhouse, turn around to the Ashdod port. Each commando which shimmied down the ladder from a helicopter was besieged and separated from the unit, then beaten, stabbed, and assaulted with flying objects. Some were pushed down into the hold and stripped of their anti-flak vest. Soldiers reported they barely escaped lynching and possibly even taken hostage. We had reports now that some of the soldiers jumped off the ship into the water, okay, to keep from being killed. Any Israeli police officer dealing with Palestinian riders knows the first rule is to never get separated from the main force. And that's why we as parents that have children in the army are, are perturbed. We're upset. It's like, what is going on here? You would never send a single soldier, you know, rappelling down a rope into a crowd of 30 people. Okay? It's impossible to survive a situation like that. Why wasn't overwhelming force used? Why wasn't the propellers taken out of the ship, okay, or the rudder that caused the ship to float at sea without power? Why didn't we use our high-tech capabilities to disable the ship? Why didn't we use non-lethal techniques for crowd control, such as water cannons, high-piercing sounds, electronic uh, waves that um, some of you may have seen on the Discovery Channel or the Military Channel, okay, that can be used to control crowds in a non-lethal situation. Why wasn't that used? Well, that's part of the mystery, and this is what is uh, causing many Israelis in the country to be very, very upset today. They're calling for the resignation of the Defense Minister, Barack. They're calling for the heads of the naval commanders and those that are in the cabinet that uh, either pushed this operation or planned this operation. Let's move right along here. It says here, the entire episode speaks of faulty intelligence on what was going on board the six weeks this vessel was bound for Gaza. Although information was available from, from daily live broadcasts and easy access to visitors. Another question. The IDF is famous for its innovative electronic warfare capabilities. So why were the signals and images coming from the convoy not jammed as promised and allowed to reach world TV screens hours before authorities responsible for Israeli information woke up. And finally, why did the inter interception take place 80 miles out to sea in international waters, thereby fueling the complaint that Israel broke international law? 
The blockade zone is 20 nautical miles deep from Gaza. An Israeli raid at that limit would have been easier to justify. So again, um, something's going on here that's causing um, a lot of people uh, to blow head gaskets here in Israel. And that is the, the mood on the street right now. Uh, I haven't had somebody today to tell me that they're mad, they're upset. And I said, who are you upset with? They said, we are upset with the world right now because the world does not understand our predicament. The world does not understand what we're fighting. The world does not understand how we try to do the most humanitarian, diplomatic, democratic ways to save life. And then we're blamed for the loss of life. We're blamed for what these terrorists are doing against us. And there's a there's you know, there's this simmering anger in the world. And I'm concerned that this type of anger would cause Israelis uh, to do something not logical, okay, to strike back, to restore the deterrent. And without a doubt, the political leaders, they're at the lowest level right now. And they would cause start a war to win a war just so they could be reelected. So that's the, that's the concern right now is that Israel is known for its electronic capabilities, its intelligence gathering, its espionage, its special units, and everything categorically failed, okay? And so what the deterrent and the security force that um, our nation has relied on for security, for safety, for peace of mind, okay, has failed across the board. Now, first of all, I want to say the soldiers did not fail. The soldiers acted bravely. The soldiers performed their mission. They were called upon to do. Um, what failed was, you know, come on, paintballs, paintball weapons. Come. They should have known there was going to be terrorists on board, okay? Second, Israel has failed the PR campaign, okay? We find ourselves apologizing to Turkey for what happened instead of demanding Turkey to apologize for sending a ship full of terrorists, Okay? This was a violent provocation. This is, they were provoking us to action, okay? And third, what's happening right now is Israel is very upset um, at the politicians involved in the situation. Um, I know that um, Ehud Barak, um, even though he has a great history as a military commander, uh, politically, he has made one mistake after another. The fiasco with why Hezbollah is in Lebanon and strong in Lebanon can be related to his policy of the withdrawal. What happened in Gaza and Hamas taking over, okay? The situation with uh, the last government and the failure in the Lebanon too, okay? And now we have Barack making these other um, situations unlivable for Israelis. Israelis are upset. Okay, they're upset that the world is blaming them and they are upset with the political leaders and the upper echelons of the military. So that's what's happening here on the scene here. I know it's not good news, but again, Israel is on a losing streak and they've been losing uh, for several years now and almost everything they've been doing militarily and they're upset about it and they haven't been able to restore the deterrent. And Israelis are not used to that, okay? It's like Americans not having NFL football, okay? Uh, Israelis are used to having a really, really good game plan and winning at what they're doing for security. So 
Let's now switch gears, and I have personal friends that are in this unit. I have friends that are uh, involved in the operation, and I have friends that used to be involved in these type of operations, not in this specific operation, but in operations like it, okay? First of all, I knew something was going on when a personal friend came over and said, hey, listen, um, I'm going to be gone for a while. I want you to, you know, you know, da-da-da-da-da, and, you know, it's, uh, and so I knew when you started talking like that, uh, that they're going somewhere, and that alerts me to start praying, okay, and to start interceding. Second, uh, the people that I uh, know personally, uh, that I see two to three times a week in the mornings, uh, and others that I see uh, for the Ironman training that we're doing early in the morning, uh, when I talk to them, I know something's up, okay? And the frustration of uh, these highly trained troops, okay? And you say, why are so many doing Ironman and triathlon and running and swimming and biking so much? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because they want to be ready for situations like this. They're doing it, okay, uh, these extracurricular sporting activities, endurance activities, because they know war is on the way. And we have in the north, we have Nasrallah. And he's a guy who doesn't pull strings. If he says something in the past, he's done it. And he's already threatened to take out uh, Tel Aviv and many major installations. They apparently, we got on the news this week that there's 600 to 800 accurate Scud missiles on the Syrian-Lebanese border operated by Hezbollah aimed only where toward us. You know, Hezbollah has more missiles and rockets in their inventory than most nations do in their entire armory. So this 45,000 militia, okay, citizens' army, their whole purpose is to attack and destroy Israel, funded by Iran, okay, and technology also coming not just from Russia, but also from China. Now, I, I discussed with you guys that when we, um, in our stealth operations and some of the things that we're doing, the first thing that we're doing, we're, going, we're, we're here fishing for men. We're sharing the good news, the gospel, hallelujah. And those that respond, it's wonderful, and we love to bring them into a place of discipleship and teach them who they are in the Messiah, etc., and move on to maturity. Those who do not listen are not yet ready, okay? Um, we plant, we water, but we also support them. We support them. We support their units that they're in, their special forces. We do all we can to bless, to invigorate, to heal, sound the shofar, provide finances, material goods, uh, rest and tender loving care whatever we can do for these young soldiers we're helping them we're blessing them and it's a wonderful situation hallelujah uh glory to god for them to come over our place here which i call the garden of eden and just to kind of hang out and detox themselves from a very very uh, hideous environment that they're in the evil uh, i don't think i've been involved in street witnessing for many years i've been to many places on this planet that are demonized but I'm telling you, the Islamic culture, the jihadist, those that want to destroy Israel and Christianity, is the darkest zone I've ever been in my life, okay? And we have authority over that zone. Glory to God. And uh, the soldiers and these commanders are attracted to us because I'll tell them things. Now, you'll say, as, as you know, in our Christian language, that you're prophesying, you give me a word of knowledge. Well, I tell them things in that vein, and they say, wow, man, that was incredible. Just what you were talking about happened in my unit. Or just when you're saying something, it just happened, you know, just today. And that is pretty cool. They, they like that. They like that connection, okay? 
Second, they like this pro-Zionist camp I come from. They like the outlook I have from the Bible, okay? Bringing references back to the Bible. The scriptures are what we need to do. Glory to God. And even some of them, one involved in a biochemical unit, uh, told me, why don't you run to be def- for a political office? We need you as defense minister. <laughs> I started laughing and said, listen, I'm not interested in politics, okay? But if they wanted me to do a defense job, I would do it. In a week, I would take care of Iran, okay? Uh, but anyway, that's not going to happen, and God has not called me to do that. But what I began to share with them next is Gog and Magog's scenario. Now, if you go to Ezekiel, you can read. We don't have time to do that right now. Gog and Magog, okay? Gog Magog. And that is the alliance north of Israel that comes down to attack Israel. It's the Ezekiel-type war before the Armageddon war. Now, all the Israelis I talk to agree with me that Gog and Magog is going to happen. It's interesting to notice that, that uh, the American ally, and it used to be a very strong Muslim ally of Israel, the nation of Turkey, okay, is now becoming that northern neighbor of hate. So just north of us, you got Turkey, you have the Soviet, former Soviet Union area, Armenia, Azerbaijan, okay, Iran, Iraq, Syria. You have this northern frontier that without a doubt is turning into this Gog and Magog scenario. And again, do not trust Russia. The leopard has not changed its spots. Russia is the main arms supplier with China and North Korea to the terrorists that are attacking us here. Okay? So as we witness to them, we share this Gog-Magog thing to bring them into a, a place of understanding that they are the frontline forces, okay, that God is using. Whether they believe in God or not, God is using you. You're his instrument of war, okay? So for the dynamic fulfillment of end-time prophecy can continue, and we're right there in the midst with these warriors. Now, how can we help? Let's now let you know strategically what is the big picture going on. First of all, the Arab armies, okay, do not want Israel to be here. That's why we've had wars and wars and wars and wars the last 60 years here. And the Arabs have not won, okay? Now, some people, the Israelis laugh, saying, we're not sure it's, we won all these wars because we're so great an army, or it's so much that our enemies are that bad. So it's kind of a, a small joke, you know, that, you know, we're not really not that great. It's ours just shows how bad our enemies are. But I will say this, and all the Israeli special forces are telling me the same thing. The, our enemies are getting smarter and better trained, and they're learning from their mistakes, and we better adapt. And what we're seeing happening now is a full-blown media war against Israel. The Palestinians, the Muslims, the moderate Muslims are using whatever they can okay, vehicle to send disinformation about Israel, okay, disinformation against the so-called regime, and that we're Nazis, and that we're children slaughterers, okay, and we're the ones causing all these problems for the people in Hamas, and most, you know, it's funny, when people come over here, nobody knows this, I have to tell the Westerners that come over here, did you know, who, who supplies the electricity and water? for the Gaza Strip. Whoa. We do. We give them the electricity. We supply them with the water. We supply them 
with food. We supply them with so much, okay? We're asking them over and over and over, stop sending rockets. Live. Let's live peaceably. And they don't want to. So the media twists that. And many of you that are students of Israel and love Israel know that. But I want to talk about how to end Israel's losing streak. Because now, without a doubt, the army is not going to be able to recover from what's happened in their image. Okay? It's going to take a while. Second, the politicians aren't going to be able to recover. We are in a very bad scenario. Why is this? It's because it's really simple. Israel is the target of a massive information war, unprecedented in scale and scope. This war is being waged primarily by a massive consortium of international left and the Arab and Islamic worlds. The staggering scale of the forces aligned against us is demonstrated by two things. Number one, the UN, okay? Last week, the UN said, hey, listen, we want you to um, review your nuclear weapons, okay? And I don't need to go into all this. You can read about it, okay? And it's interesting how Obama plays into all this. Second thing that's happening is it's almost like our enemies have faster access to Twitter, to email, to electronic PR campaigns than Israel does, okay? Now, let's look back as believers and understand what's happening, okay? What's happening is this, is our leaders of our government in Israel and our military leaders have failed to recognize this type of war that's been launched against us. It's a massive war of disinformation, okay? It's a massive war being fueled by Arab petrodollars and Arab money, Muslim money, to delegitimize us as a nation and as, as a state, okay, and as a people. And it's a war that's working. The Palestinians, the Arabs, the Muslims, the anti-Semites are using every vehicle they can in the media to send out disinformation of who we are. And that's why Israelis are upset. Israelis are upset that we're being blamed for things that we're not doing. We're being characterized as these monsters when we're not. If people only knew how much we give. And I don't think people want to know. I think people want to use us as a black sheep, okay? Because this has to do with the last day prophecy that all the nations are coming up against Jerusalem. So what can we as believers do? Well, first of all, what we need to do is not just get involved in, in a massive information campaign of truth, explaining to people you know, your families, people you work with, when you talk to them at the water cooler, okay, people at church, okay, uh, creating your own blog list, your own web page, uh, your Facebook, whatever. Start all the people you know to tell them what's really happening here in Israel, okay? And that's quite a big project. It's going to take a lot of time. A better thing what I want you warriors to do that draft with us is to start to blow your shofars, is to start to prophesy to the wind. Start prophesying glory to God. Start speaking, binding and loosening. Begin to move in the Spirit in these groanings, Romans chapter 8, that are inexpressible in English vocabulary. Begin to groan in the Spirit for this war because we have authority over the prince of the power of the air. Glory to God. Now, again, what is the God of this world? 
what is his main strategy. And now you can see that he's thrown out all stops, open up all doors, and fired his afterburners. He is doing what he does best, which is the father of lies, disinformation. Now it says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1, Therefore, since we receive this ministry, we receive mercy, we do not lose heart. Okay? Now what is this ministry? What's well, 2 Corinthians chapter 3? And that the ministry of the Spirit is with more glory than the ministry of the letter. You can read it and get excited. Hallelujah. The ministry of the Spirit is more glorious. However, when you move in this glory ministry, you have opportunities to lose heart. Okay? And how do you keep from losing heart? Verse 2, we renounce the things hidden because of shame, not walking in craftiness or adulterating the Word of God. So the first thing you have to do, and that's why we've talked about the mystery of lawlessness and living right and staying out of sin, is so you can be warriors, okay? Not just asking God to help you and be your shepherd and to provide for you, but God to take care of you and use you as a weapon of war. Hallelujah. And the way to do that is to get rid of the, sh the shame of your secret sin, repent, not to walk in craftiness, okay, and adulterating the Word of God. Not using the Word of God for gain. Not using the Word of God to justify your, your nature, okay? But walking in a place of total humility, skim of the earth, glory to God. And second here, by the manifestation of the truth, committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Okay? The manifestation, manifestation of truth. We are called to bring the truth out. All right? And the people in the media... The people in Israel, they're not holy, okay? They're just filled with the devil just like other people are. And then our enemies out there that hate us, okay, is all disinformation campaign going on. And so if you do not living in compromise, hallelujah, you're able to counter this disinformation by the truth, manifesting the truth, okay? And it's not so much manifesting uh, a tongue interpretation, manifesting a hallelujah, manifesting a good worship song, manifesting excitement, manifesting laying hands on somebody. Oh, did you did you feel that anointing? Come on, folks. How about manifesting truth, manifesting brutal honesty? Glory to God. When we're totally honest with ourselves, honest with God, and honest with one another, we begin to manifest truth serum to those that are around us. Do you know why all these special forces and these intelligence officers and all these wild James Bond type people that I know you, here in Israel, you know why they like me? Because they're good judges of character. They say, you know, we like you because you're honest. You're truthful. When we look at you, we, we see what we get. You know, and you're not crafty. You're not here with another agenda. And I said, well, thank you. It's the reason because of that is because the Holy Ghost, and hallelujah, was sent by the greatest Jew ever, who was a carpenter, hallelujah, lived and walked around the Sea of Galilee. Would you like to know more about him? Hallelujah. Anyway, moving right along. We're committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the, tr in the sight of God, okay? And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. So we got millions of Muslims around here that are perishing and veiled and blinded. We got Israelis that are perishing, veiled and blinded, okay? Why are they blinded? Well, it says here, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving that they may not see the light of the gospel, which is the glory of Messiah in the image of God. So as we said in the beginning of the broadcast here, that we're here to proclaim 
and comfort Jerusalem, tell them their sins are forgiven, their warfare is ended. We can tell them, I have authority over these terrorist armies. Hallelujah. We sound the shofar or we prophesy and things happen and enemies and evil will be neutralized. And these special forces see it and they love it when I blow the shofar. They love it when we prophesy and things happen. Hallelujah. They don't understand it, most of them, but they love it. Glory to God. Actually, we're more accepted by the special forces in blowing the shofar than a lot of churches in America and Canada. They come, boy, you ain't going to blow that twisty horn in my services. No way. I mean, you guys, they have absolutely no idea. Well, the special forces here love the shofar. Glory to God. They love the sound of war. They love, they feel power behind it. I know the power that's in it. Glory to God. And so do you that have been drafting with us. Anyway, moving right along. So we see here that the gospel is blinded by the God of this world that they will not see, okay, the glory of God. The voice is crying in the wilderness, Isaiah 40, for the glory of the Lord to be revealed. So what's stopping the glory of the Lord from being revealed is this blindness of the God of this world. Now let's, let's dissect this even deeper. It says here, the God of this world. Actually, he's not the God of this world, okay? God owns the world. God owns the planet, okay? He's the creator. He's the owner of a cattle on a thousand hills. So, again, let's rephrase the terminology Paul is using here. Satan is the little g, little god, not of the planet, but of the world. And the Greek word for world here is, can be translated age, A-G-E. You know that stupid song? It's the age of Aquarius. Okay. It's the age. He's the ruler of this age. He's not the ruler of the planet. He's the ruler of this age. And what is age? Age is the floating mass of thoughts. This is according to the linguistic key, Greek New Testament. Opinions, maxims, speculations, hopes, impulses, aims, aspirations, anytime current in the world. So this disinformation that the ruler of this age sends out to cause all these people to come to not believe in Jesus, not see the glory of God, and to hate the prodigal son of the New Testament, which is Israel, okay, as exemplified by what happened. I don't hear the news agencies crying out that this is not a peaceful um, uh, protesters. They're not talking about all how violent means they used to pulverize Israeli soldiers. Come on. They're all talking about, oh, how many Israeli soldiers, uh, you know, how they came aboard, you know, illegally, and how they killed all these people. Well, listen, they did it in self-defense, okay? At the last moment, they did it in self-defense when they started getting shot on. You would do the same. Now, let's backtrack here. Why is the public opinion wanting to support the humanitarian situation in Gaza? Why don't they see our position? Well, first of all, the God of this world has sent disinformation. It's not just Muslims that are aboard these ships, okay? We have Christians. We have Christians, folks. Christians are supporting it, Hamas, and they think they're doing God a service. Now, what caused this blindness? The God of this world, the ruler of this age, has released this floating mass of opinions and speculations, okay, and blinded the people's minds with this so they will not see the glory of God. And that's the disinformation we're fighting. Listen, Israel's going to have a hard time trying to get their their uh, their prestige back for the military. 
uh, for political process, what's going on. It's, it's going to be a lot of spinning the wheels to try to get people to agree with us that what we did was right. People are just looking for something to accuse us of being wrong by, okay? They're just looking for something to fuel anti-Semitism. They're just looking for something to attack us, okay, and to get us to bow down and give up, okay, and conquer and divide us and divide our land and divide Jerusalem and, and eventually overpopulate us, okay, and remove us from this land. Why? It's because most of these hypocrites that are against us are from European countries that, are, that cannot survive unless they have Arab oil, okay, and they cannot survive their infrastructure because so many Muslims live in their countries now. And Europe is being taken over by Muslims. That's why so many Europeans are afraid for their own life, and they want to blame Israel as a problem. And they're playing right into the disinformation campaign by the God of this world. He is the prince of the power of the air, the airways, okay, the TV, the Internet, the shortwave, you name it. What's going on in this airwave community is our enemy. And you and I have authority over the prince of the power of the air. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Folks, I love in Luke when, uh, in Luke 10, Jesus was out and he, and, and he commissioned the disciples, the 70, and they went out healing the sick and raising the dead, okay, freely giving, freely receiving. And they came back with great joy. And they said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Nevertheless, do not rejoice that the demons are subject to rejoice your names recorded in heaven. And then he rejoiced, saying, I thank you, Father, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and revealed them to babes. Thus it was well-pleasing in your sight. So we see a dual blindness here in the scriptures. We see Satan, who's the ruler of this age, he blinds people. Come on, folks, stay with me. Got just a couple more minutes here on this podcast. Hallelujah. But we see God himself sends a blindness. Romans chapter 1, he gave him over to a spirit of blindness, okay? Romans 11, there's a blindness upon Israel right now. They're shadow boxing, don't even know what they're fighting. They're trying to fight. And we as Christians can stand in the gap. Glory to God. You see why I've been telling you to live right? Quit watching those garbage movies? Come on. Start getting on fire for God. Lose weight, get that gluttony out of your life. Come on, folks. Give hilariously. All these things we've been teaching you on. It's for this moment for us to rise up as a church of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And to stand in the gap and to shut down this warfare against God's people. Hallelujah. It's so exciting, isn't it? And we're here as a point men. Dalit and I, we're here in this moment, at this moment of time. Glory to God as a tip of the spear with you guys being the shaft of the spirit to drive us into this darkness, to take down terrorism, bring down government corruption, bring down all forms of evil, disciple, win souls, and to strengthen the hands, glory to God, of the special forces that are fighting this terror. Because if it's Israel's fight, it's America's fight. If what's good for Israel is good for Canada and good for Europe. Amen? So what's happening is God blinds people too. Just the fact that you're listening to this broadcast is a sign that God hasn't blinded you. Hallelujah. And that God is revealing this out of his own sovereign pleasure to us, that we have authority over these devils. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, it's interesting, the linguistic key of the Greek New Testament says that when Jesus, he says, when you guys are out casting out devils, I 
saw Satan fall like, it's not past tense. It's actually the tense in the Greek where Jesus is saying, when you guys were, I was watching Satan fall like lightning. And I said, that's interesting. It's a present tense, meaning every time a demon's cast out, every time the sick is healed, every time we give hilariously, glory to God, what we're commanded to do is a 71 out, Matthew 10, Luke 10. That's when Satan's infrastructure comes down. Hallelujah. And to eventually, Revelation 12, the dragon and all of his hosts will be cast down to the earth. Hallelujah. Folks, this is the time to pull his kingdom down. And we don't concentrate on him. We concentrate on the subjects, glory to God, that he's put in prison camps of, of sin. And we deliver them, hallelujah, and his infrastructure falls. We can bring down the infrastructure against Israel. We can bring down the infrastructure. We can comfort God's people here. We can bring about a blessing, hallelujah, for a remnant to survive this Gog and Magog war coming up. Hallelujah. This is why you and I have been fashioned for this moment. And this moment is this. You're special forces. Hallelujah. You are like Holy Ghost Navy SEALs. Hallelujah. And you have been sent on missions, and you've gotten the tar beat out of you because the mission you were sent on was sent by the politicians, the king monarchy type leaders in the church, okay, for their own political advantage, their own kingdom building, and their own covetousness or adulterating the word of God. And you got the tar beat out of you, okay, you did spiritual warfare, okay, and you went there with good, with a good motive, and you barely escaped the situation because you did not act on the commander-in-chief, you act by what you're commanded on by those who sin for winds of doctrine, okay? So, getting you straightened out to listen to the judge's pattern versus a monarchy pattern, which God is not in favor of. Hallelujah. And in that pattern, he raises you up to take on the forces of evil and, and rescue prisoners in the zones of darkness. And Jesus was saying, as you guys were out casting out devils and healed the sick, I was watching Satan fall like lightning. Didn't happen eons ago. It happens while you were doing what I told you to do. Go. Hallelujah. Heal the sick. Cast out devils. And that's what Israel needs right now. I'm telling you, folks, we need people. We need Holy Ghost warriors to come in here. We need you to pray. We need you to, to, to lift up our hands financially. Glory to God so we can keep doing this. Not to live a life of ease, but to work. Now's the time to work because dark comes the night when we can't work. Now's the time to work. We are in the greatest fishing hole ever. I have never had a most beautiful opportunity to witness to so many Jewish people, especially commanders and, and, and naval and air force and you name it, paratroopers. It's awesome what God's doing here. Hallelujah. And we have a spiritual warfare that we're winning at. Oh, all the years we've been blowing the shofar against terrorism and winning and seeing those people brought to justice or captured. Come on, hallelujah. It was just a warm-up for this moment. We're at this moment of the greatest terrorism. It is a cyber terrorism. It is a media terrorism. It is a disinformation by the father of lies, the prince of power of the air, being sent to cause people to be blinded and subjected and to drink the Kool-Aid of animosity and hatred toward Israel. Don't drink the Kool-Aid, folks. Ask God to set, it, set you free if you're drinking the Kool-Aid, okay? Come on. Israel 
wants to bless the Arab people. Okay, they want to. And I listen. I was on an airplane and uh, flying to the states, and the guy sat next to me that was a um, has a lot of businesses in Indonesia, is Israeli. And we began to talk, and he told him I was a new immigrant, and he said, "Why'd you move here? You know, why'd you stay in America? Would you come here for war?" And he was very negative, and he was complaining. You know, my brother was killed in war, my uncle, my father. You know, and he says, you can't stop it. I said, well, we're here to, to bless Israel, whatever. And he just was very negative toward me. And he said to me, listen, it's not going to happen. The Palestinians are taking over. They're breeding like rabbits. They're going to outpopulate us. The next couple of decades, there's no hope. Okay, get your family out. And I looked at him. I said, there is a hope. I says, I know how to take care of the situation with the Muslims. He says, wow. I says, we need the Israeli government and Christian organizations to raise up hundreds of thousands of missionaries that speak Arabic and flood them, okay, into the Israeli Arab cities. Flood them into the Palestinian, Judea, and Samaria. Flood them into these areas, in the Bedouin areas in the south, and start to evangelize them. Because when Muslims get born again and become Christians, they become pro-Israel. And he looked at me and says, that is amazing. That's the best solution I've ever heard in 60 years. (laughs) Glory to God. Folks, I'm telling you, we have, this is how we can do it. Glory to God. God wants to receive glory for himself. He's the Lord of the armies of heaven. Folks, I just got a couple more minutes here, seven minutes left. He is the Lord of the armies of heaven, and he wants to do war against his enemies. And this enemy, the prince of power there, the ruler of this age, has flooded this blindness, this supernatural blindness, this impulses. Thoughts, opinions, maculations, all about self, okay? You say, how can I make sure I've been drinking the Kool-Aid of the enemy? Well, die to self. As soon as you die to self, glory to God, his talons, his deception no longer controls your mind and your outlook and your, your conceptions and what you desire. Hallelujah. If you want to die for the master, hallelujah, you have now been set free, no longer for self. Glory to God. And you recognize here, wow, the enemy, his main... Modus operandi is this floating mass of disinformation. As you start living the truth and walking the truth, come on, hallelujah, it's not just speaking the scriptures, which is the truth. It's living the truth. Come on, manifesting honesty. As you do that, you break down this disinformation, and his infrastructure starts to fall all around you. And wherever you go, you become like the Garden of Eden. Hallelujah, you bring blessings, or you bring judgment. Come on, folks, hallelujah, God's judgment, that is. And this is what Israel needs. Israel is humbled today. Israel is humbled that their mighty special forces were put on display as a laughing stock to the world. Israelis are upset with the politicians. Israelis are upset with the the world, okay? The governing bodies and the media portraying us as criminals and bloodthirsty savages and apartheid South African type state. Come on, folks. And we as believers know this warfare. And we know how to take the enemy down. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, this is Scott. (laughs) In Israel, the promised land. In Jerusalem. In the central region. In the north. We're all over this place every week, folks. Glory to God. And we're here to sound the trumpet. Now, there is a few things we need to highlight you on. We are currently uh, $20,000 behind on some projects okay now i can relay that to you 
uh, from our last email, and you can look up our last email for the exact numbers. But I just want to let you know that, listen, I didn't do this broadcast just for money. I just want you to know that we have a need. And uh, over 4,500-something did not come in last month. Um, and we've, I just want you to know that we have done our best to, to cut out all the excess overhead, okay? All the people working with the ministry are volunteering. Um, we have, I personally have not taken a salary for over a year. Why? Why is that? Because we do not want to, uh, you know, let, we didn't come here just to live, okay? We didn't come here just to exist. We didn't come here to pat our own pockets. We came here to give our lives. We came here to do what God wants us to do. Hallelujah. And there is a commanded blessing, folks, in obeying God. When you say, yes, Lord, not my will, your will be done, the first thing you'll notice is spiritually, you'll be on fire for God. Spiritually, you'll have authority over your lower nature. Spiritually, um, the sins that so easily betangles you, it just vaporizes. You'll have an authority in the spirit realm. You'll enjoy your best days ever spiritually. Hallelujah. When you die to your will and do whatever he tells you to do. Okay, and take up your cross, okay, and spend that time in Gethsemane. And our Gethsemane was to come here. Our desert was to come here. Second, it's going to affect your mind, your will and emotions. You're going to become a person that people want to hang around. You're going to become a, a, a living water fountain. Hallelujah. And then third, it's going to affect your body physically. Healing's going to come. You're going to get into shape like you've never been in before. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me just... Uh, Reiterate, go to our, our Signs and Wonders page. But don't get just excited about the Signs and Wonders page. Go to our Spirit-Filled Fitness page. God wants you to get back in shape. Glory to God. This is the time and this is the hour because he wants, you're going to notice your body being flooded with anointing, with healing, with strength. When you start to doing aerobic cardiovascular exercise, whether it be walking, running, swimming, cycling, spinning, whatever, you're going to start going, wow, man. I feel like my body's returning back to the state it's supposed to be in. You're going to shed off that excess pounds. You're going to be healthy. It's going to be wonderful. Glory to God. And all this is for the purpose so you'd be weapons of war to bring him pleasure. And folks, um, we are in a situation now where our overhead is very low. Glory to God. We're about 4,500 behind from last month. Plus, we have an extra 15,500, which we are doing these special products and projects with these special forces. We have commanders that come to our house. Uh, they ask us to help them certain things. Delete and I pray about it, and we can see how we can help and put these funds in different places. And in that place, we're doing evangelization, and it's awesome. It's wonderful. It's stealth. I can't share much about it. Hallelujah. But it is bringing forth great fruit to the kingdom of heaven. So those of you that are able to give, perhaps there will be 20 people that can give 1,000. Okay, maybe there's 40 people who can give 500. Okay, whatever um, you can sow into this, we really need this as soon as possible, brothers and sisters. We have some projects going on. Uh, there's some things we need to pay for right away. And uh, I want to be a good steward of these projects and make sure that this money is get to where the people that need it as soon as possible. And thank you for it. Also, uh, I have been invited, glory to God, uh, as I've been telling you, know, in the mornings I've been exercising. And I have been invited by Israel's first professional triathlon team to be a part of their team. Hallelujah. Uh, no big deal. And the coach is telling me that uh, some of the times I've been doing are is just incredible in terms of the swim, bike, and run. And uh, they have invited me to come to the European Championship and represent Israel. As you know, last year I represented 
uh, the U.S. in the Maccabi Al Games, won a silver medal, praise God, Holy Ghost came on me and just took off on the bike and during the time trial championship, got a silver medal. That's amazing. <laughs> if you would have told me two years ago I'd be doing this, I thought, man, what, you're crazy. Well, sure enough, I'm doing it, and it's a great fishing hole for these special forces, one of the many fishing holes we're in. Um, but what's interesting is the Holy Ghost has been coming on me. I've shed a lot of weight, and the coach uh, actually told me again today, he said, you have the capabilities to qualify for Kona World Championship in the future. I said, what do you see? He goes, I don't know. There's just something about you, man. You're like an aerobic monster. You, do, you just, it's incredible. You're at 49 years of age, and you just seem to be getting younger and younger. Your times, are just, it's just amazing. And it's quite a sign of one of these guys. So anyway, so this top coach, professional coach here, invited me to come for July 4th to the European Championship Ironman in Frankfurt, Germany. There is a delegation of about 20 Israelis, uh, Israel's brightest stars in the triathlon Ironman uh, circuit are coming, and I'm going to be on the plane with them. We're all going to be in the same hotel area. I'm going to be with these people, witnessing to them, loving on them. It's awesome opportunity, folks, and uh, we need to pay for the airfare and my housing. It's going to cost about $3,000. Uh, it's $1,200 for the airfare. The rest is for being there for 10 days and other minor expenses, whatever. So if anybody there would like to send in the 3000 right away so we can buy our tickets and get our, um, our lodging taken care of, they invited me to come, be a part of this Israeli delegation, and uh, I'm just like, wow. We prayed about it, and you know, I didn't really have time to do it, but um, I felt God in it. You know, I just felt God is using this rejuvenation of this athletic ability I never knew I had, hallelujah, using it as a witness, okay? This gray-haired guy, 49 years old, out sprinting all these younger people, hallelujah. And uh, just to give you a testimony, uh, last week we had the Israeli uh, half Ironman long distance championship, 70.3. It's uh, let's see, 1,900 uh, kilometer uh, meter swim in the Sea of Galilee. Then we bike for 90 kilometers and we run a half marathon. And my coach, uh, you know, he still doesn't understand me. I've been witnessing to him all the time, and he's from a special unit too. And he says, "I want you to race with no watch." And so I raced with no watch. I had no idea what the time was. And <laughs> I was able to be number one in the swim in my age group and number one on the bike and number 13 on the run. And floored him, blew him away. Surprised myself, too. Huddle, even surprised Dali when she saw me flying by on the bike. Um, out of 250 well-trained special force athletes, I was number uh, 17 or something in the first lap of the bike. And she was just, wow, is that my husband? What's going on there? So that's what's happening is that the power of God is coming on me in this one area, one of these, just one of these small areas. People think, well, what are you doing Iron Man for? You're supposed to be out preaching. Folks, Iron Man is just one of the fishing holes we're in. Other stuff I can't talk about. This I can talk about. We have a need. It's a great opportunity to fish. It's a great opportunity to witness to all these elite athletes that are representing Israel in the European Championship. Hallelujah, I'm the oldest guy on the team, and we need $3,000 for the airfare and the lodging and for all the other expenses, and we need as soon as possible, and we thank you for sowing into that, because this is a great, great testimony, folks. Um, this is a great door opener, and you know, when I was running that half Ironman, first place in the swim and first place in the bike, um, all these people were shouting and yelling my name, and I'm like, I thought to myself, you know, how do all these people know me? Well, word's been traveling.
So words traveling, and we got a great platform to proclaim the gospel. Hallelujah. And uh, the Jew requires a sign, and we happen to be one of those signs that's kind of messing up their thinking in a good way. Hallelujah. So why don't you guys pray about this. Pray about sowing into that. Pray about sowing to get us caught up for the 20000 that's needed right away for the special projects. Uh, there's some other things I'd like to do. If you'd like you know, to really sow, you can email me, shflashfloods.com. I can let you know some of the other projects uh, I cannot share online right now that we're doing with the special forces that we really want to bless them. Hallelujah. And uh, the third thing is the land. Now, the land is still available. We love to build out a training center. I know there's been an economic downturn. But, folks, the Bible says that, you know, uh, Jacob sowed in famine and received a hundredfold that year. This is not the time to store your seed and eat your seed. This is the time to sow. This is the time to keep sowing, keep sending your bread upon the waters, okay? And I can't think of a better place to sow than, than God's final frontier, which is the land of Israel, the Jewish people, and the Muslims that live in this area. Hallelujah. And this is it, folks. Glory to God. Things are going to break out here. There's going to be a great revival here, great awakening. In the midst of war, rumors of wars, missiles falling, whatever may happen in this Gog, Magog, uh, pre-countdown, we're here for the long haul. Thank you for believing in us. Thank you for sowing. I'm just so excited. I, I, am, I am really excited that we have partners that are struggling, partners that are blessed, partners in all uh, cycles of growth in the desert right now that love us. And, and I do read your emails. not able to answer it all the time because I'm, I'm away from the computer much of the time. So understand that we're out there doing the work. We're sending in these specialized lures, and the fish are biting, and it's awesome. Glory to God. Again, I reiterate, you can send checks to our, our address at Rivers and Desert. Second, you can uh, give online through PayPal or your credit card. and I do, Or you can wire funds, alternative giving methods listed on our website. Folks, again... There's a disinformation going on. Israel leaders and military do not know how to win this PR campaign amassed against us. It's lying. It's hypocrisy. It's by the prince of the power of the air, the ruler of this age, okay, that has poisoned people's minds with opinions and speculations against us. Come on, folks. Hallelujah. It's the same thing that happened in Nazi Germany where a whole culture of North Germanic people, okay, not just in Germany but Austria and other places, Switzerland, okay, Poland, that were incensed and brought demonically animosity and hatred toward the Jewish people. And they drank this Kool-Aid, this drug, and tried to liquidate us as a people. Let me tell you something, folks. It's happening on a worldwide scale now. And we as believers can stop this disinformation by being honest, hallelujah, and by being these vessels of righteousness, taking down the ruler of the prince of the power of the air. We love you. Um, again, don't believe everything you read. But do get a feeling of what you read, the Jerusalem Post, the Deptophile, Haaretz, that we are in a situation here. Keep praying. Hallelujah. It's all good. You know, I've read the end of the book, and we win. Hallelujah. Looking forward to hearing from you guys. We love you. Until next time, our next update, keep your sword sharp. Keep your intentions true. And if you want a good in entertainment, you know, people go, oh, Phil Scott, what's wrong with entertainment? Well, inter entertainment will enter in and attain you, okay? So and there is some good entertainment. And how about this? Go watch the movie Ben-Hur. Yeah, go get the DVD, go buy it, Ben-Hur, and just sit down and watch it and get blessed. Hallelujah. God wants to bless you. And I don't know why I said that, 
but go watch the movie Ben-Hur, okay? And if you want to get all fired up and go do aerobic exercise, go watch the movie Chariots of Fire. Hallelujah. And may the anointing upon some of those uh, characters in those uh, DVDs and, uh, inspire you. Let God's anointing enter you and attain you, hallelujah, to go do exploits for him. We love you. Here's Scott and Dalit on the front lines hanging out with David's mighty, mighty men, some of them with the faces of lion. Till next time, mega shalom to you and your families. Bye-bye. <laughs>